Now they're paying Ramon because they saw Ramon was with a, a, a nice brand. And furthermore, they want to work with Ramon for the credibility. That's the key my part of my world. They need the credibility, the real story, and or authenticity. That's the world I'm in working with these big brands. Welcome to the Fueling Deals Podcast, the podcast that teaches how to accelerate your business growth through all types of deals. It's time to fuel up, so buckle in with your host, Corey Kupfer. There are only two ways to grow your business, organically through sales and marketing and providing great products and services, and inorganically through deals. Too many companies focus only on the first way, organic growth. Welcome to the podcast, which will help accelerate your business growth inorganically. My guests are a huge variety of deal makers and experts on all types of deals who have personal experience that can help you grow, get clear, learn best practices, and avoid mistakes. We discuss everything from large complex mergers and acquisitions to smaller deals that you can do even without significant capital. Today, my guest is Ramon Ray. Ramon loves burnt pancakes, bacon, and eggs. I love that first line from his bio. Uh, he is also a four-time entrepreneur, best-selling author, global speaker, and event producer. Ramon has sold one uh, of the companies he's founded. He's got three books out, one of which was the best was a bestseller. He's got a fourth one coming out, which is going to be called Celebrity CEO. He's the founder of small business technology, a smallbiztechnology.com at Smart Hustle Magazine, two leading resources for all things small business startup and growth. And this guy, you got to look at his whole bio in the, in the show notes. I can't read it all here, but I mean, he's, he's been an expert witness in Congress. He's spoken at the White House. He's, he's got, I mean, you name it, this guy has done and he's been all over the place. And, and I got to tell you something. I, I cannot be more excited uh, to have Ramon Ray on the show. And if anybody's ever uh, seen him speak, watched that he met him, watched any of his content online, you couldn't, can't help to be uh, anything but excited as well because he brings such energy to everything he does. Ramon, welcome to the show. Corey, you have me excited just to, just to hear myself maybe um, by excitement you have. So Corey, thank you. And you definitely are the leading deal maker. So thank you for having me, Corey. Really excited to share with your audience and help. Listen, we help each other. So I'm excited to help your community as well. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So listen, before we get into what you're doing now, the deals you've done and, and a particular expertise and superpower you have in a particular type of deal that I want to focus on. I want to take you back. Mm. When, you were, when you were a little kid, what did you want to be? Because my guess is, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a speaker, an authority, an expert, but uh, I have a feeling maybe not. Corey, what I wanted to do when I was a kid, and I remember clearly, you know, we, we don't remember everything about childhood necessarily, but I remember a visual image. And I'm going to tell you, I still want to do that or the industry today. I still want to do it, Corey, but due to age and other things, and you'll understand what I mean in a minute. I, I can't and I'm not. But Corey, my wish back then was to be a member of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I remember when I was, that's FBI, when I was about 10 years old, Corey, nine years old, I remember I wrote a letter, letter, no email, to the FBI field office in this Midwest state I was born. And they sent me back the application forms and I tried to do the push-ups and all that. And I remember it, Corey. Today, I want to be really in the Secret Service or the President's Counter Assault Team. Uh, Secret Service, but anyway, you didn't ask for all that, but that's what I wanted to do. You know? I love it. I love it. I love it. And and what was your for, first real business? However you dis, however you define that. Yeah, first real business uh, that I can remember, uh, and it was when I was you know, probably about sixteen, seventeen. So I've always been you know a hustler, as it were, and doing fun stuff as a kid. But I think really came to age when I was um, uh, I worked for a, a grocery company, grocery store, and I was a stock boy. 
So I was uh, on cashier duty and I was, I guess I didn't know I was going to be a speaker then talking so much. I let the lady go with about $40 worth of groceries without her paying because I was so excited <laughs> to be a cashier. And that was I think, one of my first jobs being a cashier. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> So, all right. So just give us a couple. I mean, you have so much going on. I mean, you know, you, you've got the books, you've sure. got uh, the conferences you've run, you've got, uh, you know, uh, your businesses. Just give us a, you know, just a couple of minutes on 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 what you're doing now and who you serve and, uh, you know, so people get to know you a little bit. Yeah. And, I, and thank you for giving me the opportunity, Corey, because many people don't understand. It's not like I'm saying I'm a, a attorney or an accountant. People kind of get that, even though you can do a lot of things. But in essence, Corey, and you can help me say this better, maybe, you know, you help me get my pitch. But the, 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 all the stuff that I'm doing, as you know, Corey, is in the content world, educating people. So books, conferences, online, Twitter, waking up at three in the morning and wiping sleep out of my eyes and doing a Twitter chat, whatever. It's all content. And most of that is free. It's all content. And I work with large brands in the influencer marketing space, as it were, who want to reach that audience and or use Ramon to show their authenticity or uh, their credibility. So that's the world I'm in, producing all this content to build a fan base, build a community, hearkening back to kind of what Seth Godin talks about. And I monetize that in a very genuine way. I think you'll attest to that by working with some of the leading brands, all the products we small businesses use their stuff. And they say, Ramon, can you do a Twitter chat with us? Can you come and speak? Can you host an event? That's the world I'm in. So this is great. And that's what I, you know, you've sold a business in the past. We may have time to get into that. But one of the things that uh, I talk about on this podcast and, and is the whole setup of the podcast is that there are so many different types of deals that entrepreneurs and, uh, and larger companies can do. And a lot of people, when they think about deals, all they think about is M&A. All they think about is mergers and acquisitions. And so, you know, I preach that, yeah, boy, there are uh, joint ventures and strategic alliances and licensing deals and sponsorship deals and affiliate deals. And, uh, you know, my goal and, and one of the things that I love about having you on the uh, on the show now is although we could talk about, you know, the company that you sold, uh, there are plenty of people who can talk about that. But mm-hmm. uh, what you do in terms of the deals that you alluded to with brands and how you do those deals and the concept of getting, you know, sponsors for events uh, being an influencer, uh, you know, I don't know if you have any kind of affiliate relationships with anybody, but that's a world that I think a lot of people don't understand. And uh, certainly, you know, and it's funny, I mean, people in general, entrepreneurs in general don't understand it. And even, you know, Ramon and I are both professional speaking members of the National Speakers Association. We travel in that great community, and there are a lot of really phenomenal speakers in there. And even in, in our community, in our speakers community, Ramon, Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't understand the opportunities, uh, you know, beyond just getting a check for them being on stage um, for what they can do. So I'd really love to first delve into this whole area of these sponsorship deals, relationship deals, influencer deals, and tell us about, you know, how those work and, and, uh, and how you've leveraged that. Absolutely. And Corey, I'll, I'll add a little bit, um, alluding to the point about deals, just to put this as an underline. I'm the type of person, Corey, and again, you know, nice guys finish last. But that's for working with friends. You know, you have the deal-making mind, so you can kind of slap me into shape. No, Ramon, we're going to stop doing <laughs> But we all have a, a way we can help each other. But, the, but my world core of the last over 20 years, it's really I've been so blessed because I am more of a give first. And people say that, but meaning I do it to an uber-extensive. So, for example, and, and help me get back on track here, Corey. You know, I can, my brain can go up in 10 different directions. Sure. So, but <laughs> I just want to mention one thing going back to the deal-making. I'm the type of person, Corey. Let's say Corey, he has a big, big, big audience. Ramon, I can't pay you to come and speak here or do this. Could you come for free? Which we never say in public, but could you come for free? So I'd rather do that. 
So it can be the remote and Corey shoeshine business, knowing that Corey is going to bring tons of people. And guess what I'm going to do? Sell the Wall Street Journal to all these big people getting their shoeshine. Does that make sense? Kind of how I live my world, Corey? It's not necessarily I need Corey to give me a check to be in the shoeshine business, but I see something else that I can bring in that value. Does that, before I get into what I do, does that kind of make sense how I live my world? Totally. So, so to, to put it in, in another way, just to help the listeners, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear two things that you're saying, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, one is obviously clearly that gift first mentality. And you and I come from that same place. And, uh, you know, it's sort of become cliche and, and, and people, you know, really don't sometimes say it and don't live it. Right. But, but, I, but I truly believe that. And, and, and I'll, I'll give an extension for that because for me, what comes after give first, uh, there's a couple of things. It's, it's trust that you'll be taken care of and that it's not linear. So if I give to you, it doesn't mean I know it'll come back to me, but by the way, it may not come back to me directly from you. It may come back to me through the people that you've introduced me to, the people that put me in front of. It, it's like, you know, or, or, you know, somebody you mentioned to me, uh, me too, who mentioned me to someone else who then three years later gives me a call. It's not linear. Um, and then the second piece I heard you say, which is also important as a deal strategy and a business strategy, is, hey, um, I don't need to get paid necessarily all the time. And listen, you know, right. uh, there are times you do get paid on the front end, but I don't necessarily need all the time to get paid on the front end because I have a back end that of value that I can provide to people that I trust if I get in front of them enough, you know, uh, 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 enough of them will take advantage of it where, uh, you know, I'll be able to get paid another way. Exactly. And I think people forget, Corey, the aspect of the value also of just, uh, uh, credibility, you know, going back to Corey, what you're doing and deal making and things for your audience. Um, this is another, maybe a silly example, but you know, Amazon, there's a deal that a friend of yours hooks you up with and they're paying low or not so much, but you realize you can say, Corey did a deal with Amazon or a big company. That stuff, Corey, I do those kind of things. I'll put it on my website. So it builds my credibility, but I'll get back to me. But, you know, but those are the things I think that to your point, Deal making, yes, it's about money, getting a check. We all want to live for sure. Corey and I are not saying that. You're going to get paid. But I think people, especially in my world, put it that way, that there's many ways to make a deal and get a benefit that go around, come years later. And if you do that 20 times, let's say 30 times in a month, you just need three or four of those every month to live very well. (laughs) That's right. And here's the interesting thing. I mean, that point you raised is actually – uh, certainly not unrelated. In fact, it's totally related to the place we're about to go in terms of, you know, the kind of deals you do with, with sponsors and brands, because, you know, what, what you're also doing is you are providing value uh, to those sponsors and brands. You're getting in yeah. front of them, you're building relationships, which actually is part of the way you set up the ability to do the kind of deals you do with them. So let's, let's talk about uh, sure. what those are. Yeah. So let's, let's use an example. I won't mention brands. I could mention some. No, there's no confidentiality, but let's, let's talk about a telecommunications company. Yep. Big billion dollar telecommunications company. This is a real example of one of my clients. You can help me unpack this. Tell me how deep or where you want to go. So big telecommunications company, they have all the money in the world, Corey, to do whatever they want. They don't need a loan. They can buy out Yankee Stadium, rename it to their name. They right. can do it. They get a Super, Bowl, Super Bowl commercials, whatever they want to do. Exactly. But of course, they're growing. And so they're looking for other new opportunities. So that's one tip. That's one thing to know. Two, remember, there's different people in the company that have different needs. So that budget may be for the big brand name, but then there's Javier. He's in charge of growing their uh, wireless business. You know, he, he has a certain budget for his stuff. So that's another thing to keep in mind. 
big companies have different areas and slices of the business, which I can get into how I do that sometimes as well. Uh, third thing is, so where I come into the influencer sponsorship marketing is that companies then say, okay, we need to build credibility. We want authenticity. Who can we look out to to do this? Now, this is why they may do deals with Serena Williams. She's a global, instantly name-recognizable person. And most of your audience already gets that side of the world. We're going to hire, I don't know, Michael Jackson, we did, but whoever, big star. Where Ramon comes in, Ramon has a small audience. He's built 20 years of credibility. He has a decent Twitter following. Okay. We don't have to pay him, you know, $20 million or whatever Beyonce or Serena gets. We can pay him 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 thousand bidding on the deal. And over time, that still builds our credibility. Over time, we can use the content he's helping us create and we can put that in a campaign. And going back to our previous point, Corey, now Ramon's brand is even more and Ramon's in the Super Bowl commercial. That hasn't happened yet. But in essence, Corey, that's the world I'm in. Building the goodwill, going to the example we used earlier, Corey got me in front of the Boy Scouts of America or Girl Scouts. Big brands saw that. Now they're paying Ramon because they saw Ramon was with a, a nice brand. And furthermore, they want to work with Ramon for the credibility. That's the key my part of my world. They need the credibility, the real story, and or authenticity. That's the world I'm in working with these big brands. And it's not in fairness, Corey, the local guy who's the local accountant. Small accounting firm, small law firm, they probably don't need Ramon. They need to do other things. They have a sales team. But as you get bigger and you have that discretionary budget, that's where I come in. Let me know if that made any sense at all, Corey. No, that's, that, that's, that's totally great. And let's drill it, let's drill it down for the, so the audience really mm-hmm. gets it. And, and I'll put it in the, in the most sort of coarse way, right? What do people write checks for you to do? <laughs> yes. In that world. Love it. Writing checks for me to speak writing checks for me to host events. And that's a growing part of my business, not about the technology marketing, just to host and, and, and add some energy, speak, host events, writing me to help them produce content. Not because they can't, but they want Ramon's name attached to it. So those are three big drivers I have to host events, speak at events, helping people produce content that's authentic, original, and, and looks Ramonish. And, and And then as inherent in all of those is that they know you have a following in an audience, and we get it. It's not a Beyonce or Serena following, but it's more than uh, significantly more than the than the average person out there. Um, and inherent in that is that you're going to pre- be promoting your speaking, your content, your you know everything you're doing out to your audience as well. Correct? Exactly. And that's the world of kind of that micro influencing, uh, not quite like the Instagram people showing off putting on makeup, but on that side of the equation, you have a certain following, a certain reach. We'll want to use fifty of you. To boost our product. Right. And then the other thing that you do, right, is, is you run some conferences and uh, sometimes they will write checks to sponsor uh, at your conference. Is that right? Absolutely. Most of the time, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, you know, friends and family can get in there and I'll put, I'll put Corey and Becky, you know, to the fringe aside somewhere. Right. But yeah. So I produce, for example, an annual event, Smart Hustle, Small Business Conference. Uh, this year, if people are listening to this tape on 20, this edition in 2019, um, big sponsors come. In the past, Dell, Microsoft, uh, Salesforce, a whole others. And, um, and that's another revenue stream where you bring people together, Corey. And I think what's interesting about that is that the content marketing world, digital marketing, clearly there's money in there and I play, play in that. But it's ironic, Corey, 
I can get, maybe you have to squeeze and beg people for $5,000, $3,000 for a Twitter chat or webinar, but companies will more, will more faster, quicker as it were, spend 75K, 50K, 25K on an in-person, real-life event. It's just the dynamics are interesting. Which is great. And I think uh, sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, the fact that you do have that online following, the fact that you have maybe done some other, uh, you know, some other relationship with them online mm-hmm. uh, does sort of, you know, grease the skids or pave the way or whatever cliche you want to use mm-hmm. uh, to them. Uh, and then they say, oh, uh, you also have a live event. Great. Uh, you know, we can do a bigger thing there, right? Corey, absolutely. And to the people listening, and this is why this world of give first, it's not a, an inauthentic thing. Corey and I and others, we have this in our DNA. How can I help and serve? But if you want to speak crassly you know, about the money for a very large brand, Corey, you know this better than me. It's about risk, man. So Ramon, go, let's take Corey. I'm going to use your name, Corey. Corey's in charge of the big billion dollar deal at some online e-commerce. And Ramon flew on his own dime, went to Corey's event. And here's out of my playbook, Corey. Ramon's been live tweeting Corey, speaking, taking pictures of Corey, adding value all on my dime. Six months later, when Ramon has an event, now Corey's seen what Ramon could do. Now Corey likes Ramon. They had a few laughs, a few talks. So this part of giving, yeah, it's authentic. But this goes back to, as you said, now Corey's going to say, oh, Ramona, now I get what you can do. Now I see the, what you did for me. Let's talk. And at least your foot's in the door, especially with these big brands. It's low risk, Corey. And then the bigger they are, they start to share. You say, hey, guys, I use Ramon for our event. He was great. It's like, ah, sigh of relief. If Ramon worked for, for Corey Company A, he can work for Becky Company A too, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's, you know, what's great is I always, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways you can look at this, right? And, and you and I definitely come from a gift for us from a service, service mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Be, a, be of service. Um, but if we want to, again, like put this in the way that, uh, that sales, you know, people might think about it, whatever. You know, it's a modern version of a loss leader, uh, you know, in the, in, yes. in, in, right in retail and, you know, in, in other businesses and, you know, people sell something, whatever. There's this concept of loss leader where, you know, you, you, you sell something at below, uh, you know, maybe even give something away free. But certainly, mm-hmm. you know, the classic is you sell something at, at below your cost where you lose money on it. You know, the, the, the old, old ancient example was that you sell the typewriter below <laughs> cost and you make money and you make money off the ribbons because they need ribbons. For, yes. those of you, for those of you, by the way, who are not as old as I am, okay, there used to be something called a typewriter. It wasn't, there was no computers and there was literally a ribbon that would print the, onto the paper. So, you know, uh, uh, all kidding aside, the, you know, the, the ribbon was the thing that people would need to buy constantly forever as long as they owned the typewriter. So, um, you know, so it's, it's in the authority marketing world, in the online world, in the influencer world, you know, I, I know, again, this is not, it's not like Ramon sitting around and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, like the first place he comes from is, hey, I'm going to have this loss leader strategy. It comes right. from a place of service is natural to him, but it is a, it's essentially a loss leader strategy. You're going to give people something for free or low cost to get them to know you, get them to love you, get them to know how great you are. And then you have the ability to, in sales terms, you know, upsell them in the back end in, in, in the way I think Ramon and I like to think about it more is that we get to provide more value for them uh, on the back end because now they trust and know us. Corey, absolutely. And hey, if you want to make up a scenario, we can prove it works. Once you have your call-in show, people can, well, Mom, what about this business? Listen, this works all shapes, sizes. It works all day long. And I, you know, any professional services, loss leader, and as Corey said, be careful. Those who are listening, you don't really want to quite say, guys, let's get together. What's our loss leader strategy? It could, 
especially if you're a bigger company, and that could work. But if you train your team, let's do value first. And especially, Corey, it works great once it's the right target. In fairness, out of 10 people, Corey, let's say half of them say, Ramon, can you fly to our event? It's not a fit, not my market. I have nothing to do with me. It's the you know national whatever association, nothing to do with me. I, I may have a phone call or, or do what I can to be pleasant, but especially, Corey, it's in my target market. And I know they paid somebody else to do this all day long. I'm happy to serve. And it's not a wink, wink, but to your point, talking business, it's very synergistic. And also, even if they don't buy from me, let's not forget what Corey said earlier in the conversation. They now can say, we work with Ramon. They don't have to say they didn't pay me. We like him. It works. So there's many ways going back to deal making, which Corey shows about many ways to strike these deals and make things happen. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I guess the question that comes to my mind, and I don't, you know, obviously you're not in the psychology or whatever of other people, but answer it to the extent you can. This can be such a lucrative business. And, and, it, and it's, you know, obviously for somebody like you, who it totally aligns with who you are. It's, it's natural for you. Um, and so that may make you, you know, this, this concept of uh, being an unconscious competent where you're just really drawn and good, to, good about something and you don't really know how, how you do it so well. Um, but I guess my question for you is, like, why do so few people, I mean, certainly, listen, the Instagram world now influences becoming big, but in terms of the entrepreneurial world, so few people truly take advantage of this type of deal, of this type of strategy. Do you have any thoughts on why a lot of people, you know, why it's underutilized? Or, or do you agree with me that it's underutilized? Maybe you disagree. I do. I mean, I think, I, I do agree. And I think the reason, Corey, it depends on the industry, of course, but I think one, people are very short-sighted. That's one. Two, yeah. They're not focused on the long game. Three, and in fairness, now I talk to very small businesses at times. And in fairness, if you need to pay rent, get a dollar for your kid's diaper, forget what Corey and I are saying. Go, go Uber, go get that money today, right now. I get it. Yeah. But for most of your audience, I would hope. Thriving, growing business has been blessed. Things are on another level. You've been, you've been in business for two, three, four, five years. And I don't know, I'm making it up, Corey. That's where I would hope you have the bandwidth and you can think long-term. Build your funnel. Build the funnel. Build the brand equity. Build the quote-unquote good karma. That's the long-term. And as you do that more and more, listen, 2020, the end of 2019, it can't help but be a better year because you've done all those. Your brand's building built. You're building your sales funnel. People are talking good about you. Hey, SEO is out there if you want to do it even online. There's so many ways, your events, your face is out there. There are so many boxes I can check for this aspect of cautiously and prudently giving, giving, giving. So many boxes. Ramon, you've, you've had so many successful deals in, in this area and strategies, you know, and, but uh, for most of us, and you, uh, there, no matter how great we are at something, uh, there are lessons we've learned, uh, things we do differently, mistakes we've made in the past. Are there any learning lessons uh, in these types of deals that you've done where you, uh, you know, you sort of learn, hey, maybe I should do that differently, or you had uh, some mistake or failure that uh, was a teaching moment? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing I think is for sure is be careful where it comes to the aspect of uh, uh, investing too much in it. That's one thing I can think of for sure. Meaning, you know what, Ramon and Corey are saying, you know, get from abundance. Okay, I'm going to fly there for $1,000. They said, come to their Hawaiian conference. I'm going to spend another 10000 You know, so that's where you want to be careful. Uh, if you're really spending money to do something in the hopes. Two, you want to be careful you're not taken advantage of. That's something that can happen. You want to be careful that 
you know, you're not being, what is it, mooch? I think it's the word, mooched on or something like that. So it hasn't happened too much to me, Corey, but I think that, and the third thing I think is that if you're giving from genuine abundance, or let's call it a Corey, should we make another word, corporate abundance, meaning where you hope to get something some way, if that's the case, don't be upset and angry. Oh man, Corey gave somebody else the deal. Even in that, Corey, I'm so authentic about it. I don't mind. I'll get, you know, so let me stop there. But that, those are the three things that I think. So yes, I've been burned. And I think the way not to do it is just to do it a little thoughtfully and strategically. For example, many people, I'm sure you, Corey, let's have a lunch, dinner, meet up with me. Phone calls, Corey, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I'll do all day long. And I may have to schedule it out to April or May, but I can limit how I give it. Maybe I won't fly to see you. I can do a five minute call. Maybe I can't let you come to my conference for free, but I can give you a discount. So there's many ways to be abundant. I love that. What I, what I hear, because listen, for, for that is a challenge because anything in the extreme is a problem. And I think for people who do cover service and give uh, first mentality, there is this risk sometimes that they do give too much of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and not take care of themselves, whether it's financially, time-wise, energy, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think it's a great point. You know, I sort of think that I haven't thought of it this way before, but when you were making that point, what popped into my mind is the phrase is give first, not give everything. Mm, yes. Love it, Corey. <laughs> so any other any other uh, tips or uh, things to watch out for in this area before maybe we move uh, on to another topic? Yeah, I think, listen, be careful. Watch out also for serendipity. It may not be exactly on point, Corey, but I know I found in my business. If I put myself in the right pool and then give the part of giving and serendipity always happens, if that makes sense. You know, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. But if you're going to 10 conferences of people who you know, like, and trust and want to be around, man, in that kind of field all day long, Corey, you and I mentioned, you know, the NSA, we're mutual colleagues in that. That's not a correct direct audience for mine, but you get what I'm saying. I'll give all day long in that defined group. These are my people. Yeah, so. that's great. So let's, let's just spend a couple of minutes. Uh, so you, you have done a deal to sell one of your businesses in the mm-hmm. past. Um, Tell us a little bit about that and, uh, and you know, what, what was it like? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, nothing confidential that you need to reveal, but, you know, how did you sell it? What kind of business? How was it structured? And, and any lessons from that experience? Absolutely. And this is kind of how I work. And I will say, so full disclosure, Corey, you kind of know we've talked a bit personal. So to your audience, I'm not Mr. Finance. Numbers come a little difficult for me. Hopefully that gives hope to people. You don't have to be as smart as a whipper or whatever as numbers. Numbers come hard to me. I, I'm not, I'm analytical, but meaning... Uh, what do you call it, Corey? What kind of guy am I? I'm just, I'm the marketing side of the house, the energy side. Yep. I'm not the, the, help me say that better, Corey. <laughs> no, no, to, to, listen, uh, and it's interesting because Ramon, you, you're like, you're like, frankly, a lot of, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, right? You know, uh, uh, visionary, forward-facing, yeah. out there, uh, you know, passion, et cetera. Not, a, I mean, listen, not a detail guy. I'm not, a, I'm not a detail guy, you know, uh, you know, Les McEwen talks about visionaries, uh, operators, and processors, and and they're and they're all crucial people in a, in a business, especially if you want to scale it. And us visionaries need people who are operators, and you know, to to execute stuff. And we need people who are processors, and we tend to stink at that stuff. So, right. you know, so having, and num- right. numbers is just a part of that. So, having said it, good, and, and nor you, Corey, I see you though as more of a numbers and a little. You have that side of the brain that I don't have so much of. But so yeah. going back to the deal. And this is a, how my playbook, I've only been one, but my playbook for second and third and hopefully other deals is that I had an event company, small, uh, small Business Summit. I launched it in 2005 with a, a partner of mine. And that's a whole other topic, but a partner of mine and how, we got, how I got her partnership 
is amazing as well. And I'll just say it, I hope I don't offend anybody. I'm a, at the time I was a young, thin black guy. She was an older, gray haired white lady. So it was just a comical, beautiful combination. <laughs> um, but so 2005, we had the idea to bring together entrepreneurs. 2006, we did our first event. We figured nobody will come. Nobody will sponsor. Lo and behold, about 300 people came uh, and uh, into it, Intel and other brands signed on and sponsored. And so a few years later, meaning now and today, events, a similar event is done uh, and et cetera, it's going strong. So how we did that, Corey, I had a relationship with a blogging company, a company that did blogging and events in the content space. The guy knew me. I had been to his event a few times. He knew of me. Lo and behold, you're chattering, you're talking to people. And this is the key. I was in the swimming, in the pool, in the conversation flow, right time, right place, right person. They trusted. And it so happened he was looking to grow. So I'm like, listen, would you like to invest in, hopefully buy more than invest in my conference? And he said, yes, we got our lawyers together. He looked at my numbers. I looked at his numbers and we figured out we had some synergies and he gave me a multiple of the profit or revenue. I forgot which one it was, multiple of that. And I sold the business. And that was my, that was my small business summit at the time. I did it to us since the idea was 2005, launched it in 2006. And then a few years later, I relaunched it under the Smart Hustle brand name. But that was my first selling it. And that goes back to the content space, which I hope to do second and third deals before I, you know, <laughs> you know, I see I have two or three deals in me to do like that. Build it to what I can, half a million dollars, Corey, or so, maybe a million, and then find it to people who can do bigger than that because I'm comfortable doing five to, mil- to five to a million. I hope it's okay to talk about numbers and, and other people can bring it to five, 10, 20 million. That's just not my forte. And, 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 you know, listen, that level of self-awareness is great, right? Because uh, too many entrepreneurs hang on and there is a, there are people who are just jazzed by starting something up, getting it going, getting it launched, getting people excited, uh, have it become viable. But then when it comes to, you know, managing and maintenance and, uh, you know, and, and even, or even scaling, you know, and that's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not uh, their strength and too many of them right. hang on. So it's, uh, that's smart of you uh, to do. So actually, let's uh, let's just spend uh, uh, a couple of minutes because you did, uh, you know, so we've talked about your uh, uh, influencer deals, your, your sp- sponsorship uh, deals, conferences. Uh, we've talked about uh, your sale of a business, but you did mention this business partnership. And that is another type of deal is going into business with somebody. And, uh, you know, and I love, uh, you know, the sort of the, the way you described, uh, like maybe my sense was you felt it was like two unlikely people are coming together. <laughs> So I would I would love to hear that uh, how that story happened and and how you know uh, to the extent you're comfortable sharing it you know how that business partnership was put together was it just fifty fifty with some other arrangement um, very much you know so to talk to me about that yeah and feel free to pick out anything I'm leaving out for the audience's sake you know you know deals better than me so I made something unimportant to me but in a nutshell the speeds and feeds of it uh, the lady's name was Marion Banker uh, you know we're no longer in partnership not in a bad way just we sold it and that's it uh, Marion Banker. And she brought, Corey, as I, as I said, didn't say it so eloquently, the numbers and the, the business sense is a word. Not, I have business sense, but a different side of it. The Ramon, let's do a, a profit and loss statement. And did we get the deal yet, Ramon? Call them, get it. Come on, be on their back. I brought what she didn't have, the sponsorship and marketing. So yeah. it was a great blend. Uh, even when we first started, I said, Marion, I'm going to put my credit card down. Roosevelt Hotel, Corey, right in near Grand Central. That was the first event. I'm going to put the credit card down like 10,000, maybe something like that. She's like, I don't know, Ramon. I don't know. I said, Marion, I'm going. <laughs> so I said, okay, okay. And, and so that's how we, you know, when we had into it, she's like, okay, Ramon, you said they may sponsor. I'm like, for me, may means yes, money's in the bank. She's like, no, I don't 
yet in the bank. So I think you get the idea and you can help me unpack it more if you want. But that was how it worked, relationship, just, you know, frickin' frat, two people, different sides of the brain, different way we've been brought up and all that. But we came together and we trusted each other and we loved each other. She was great. And, and, and I, I see her online today. Um, we, it was 50-50 profits. And that goes back to her strength. We put all the numbers up and expenses. And at the end of it, we'd say, we great. We got a dollar left. And she cut me a check for 50 cents. Going back to that, she, we both had access to the bank account, but that was her strength. And she loved the numbers and bills and tax forms and all that. And I said, Marion, God bless you. Go for it. Just send me my check. And so I love, it. I love it. That's how we did it. So, so, you know, that raises, you know, fueling deals listeners, that, that raises a number of things, right? So, you know, what I hear and what Ramon is saying is uh, one of the reasons why people go into business partnerships, and by the way, this is true, whether it's a business partnership where you both, you know, own an entity or, or, or a project or an event, it could be true for a joint venture or some sort of strategic alliance where it's structured differently. But, you know, why are you doing a deal with someone else? Well, you know, Ramon recognizes his strengths and weaknesses and areas that he needs. And, and he had a partner that was a perfect compliment, right? That's a great reason to go into a business partnership. Now, sometimes there's tension between those two different, you know, uh, focuses, right? Because when, yeah. you know, and I, and I totally get it when Ron says, uh, hey, yeah, you know, Intel said maybe, so that's a yes. And the numbers person can say, no, that's not a yes. <laughs> <laughs> the yes is what we have a check in the bank. Uh, but it was so beneficial, Corey, with her doing that, because as you know, you know me for a bit and you get what I'm saying. That's me, man. I'm like, if Corey says, Ramon, I may give a million dollars to you. It's in the bank. I'm going to, I'm going to buy a jet now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's funny. This is not, is a little, um, it's not exactly the same scenario, but I, but it's a cool story. I do remember uh, a, uh, so I've also, uh, you know, been active in the entrepreneurs organization, which is a global organization of uh, successful uh, entrepreneurs. And uh, there was somebody out of, I think it was one of the West coast chapters. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, who I saw speak uh, actually had an interesting company. It was one of the first companies to put uh, spiritual texts, including the Bible, online in the wow. early, in the early days of the internet. And what I remember, and I, I wish I can credit him, but I don't remember his name. But um, but he was at a he was speaking at an EO event, and uh, you know he's one of these visionary guys the same way, right? You know he's building it, he's out there, and he's you know whatever, and you know he has a vision, and he wants to go do it, and yeah, we'll find the money. Mm-hmm. And um, and he said that uh, he actually almost went bankrupt in his first company. And uh, the reason he said it is, is because and this is, I love the way he said it. He said, my problem was I had an optimistic CFO and everybody sort of yeah. looked at him and they were like, he said, listen, the CFO role, you know, the controller role, the account role, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, the CFO role, you need somebody who's a counterbalance. You, you know, basically what you heard Ramon say about his partner, she was a counterbalance to his like, you know, oh, it'll just show up uh, you know, <laughs> and mentality. Um, and so, you know, his lesson was in his future businesses, is that, you know, he needed, uh, you know, not an, op- uh, you know, because uh, he said in the first business, he would say, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. Somebody will show up. And the CFO was like, OK, you know, he's, he said, no, no, I need somebody who says, wait a second. Are you sure? Maybe we don't have the budget for that. Let's talk about this some more, you know, et cetera. So it's the same thing. It sounds like you found in a partner. And Corey, I'm telling you, man, it is so true. And I think to those points from Corey and I to, to the audience listening, I don't think we're saying there's a right and wrong way. Sometimes there is but it's about trust. And I must say, Corey, we, going back to that scenario, we're, me and Corey are saying it quick in three seconds, but it helps so much, Corey. For example, we got paid by a vendor. Let's say it was, I think about $25,000. Marion be like, Ramon, I don't, I hit refresh every second in our bank account. It's not there. It's not there. Now for me, I was cool as a, cool as a cucumber because used to this, it could take three months, Corey, six years. I mean, six months, not six years. It, it could get caught up in wire transfer. They sent the wrong account. So for me, since I've never been burned. Now, by the way, we had a legal agreement, me and her, but the point is we, we were able to work it out because, and she could push me like Ramon for my sake, 
can you please follow up? So I, I don't want to talk all day about it, but it just, you're getting me so excited. It was a beautiful partnership because we appreciate each other and I respected her. She respected me. She'd have to back down. And we had a little code, like something like Ramon, let's do this. If we say it must be like this, we'll back off. You know what I mean? Meaning we'd, we'd, as we were talking, okay, does it have to be shrimp or fish? Who cares? But if I heard us say Ramon, yeah, it's gotta be shrimp at the event. I'd be like, okay, Mary, go for it. Love it. Love it. So listen, we, we could speak for all day, but, uh, but we are getting towards time here. So I want to, uh, I want to, I'm going to have a final question for you before, but before I ask it, I want to give, listen, you've given so much value here. I'm sure, you know, people are going to really want to know more about what you do and your conferences and your books and your speaking. And so what's the best place for people to uh, find you? I appreciate that. I do so much, but I'd be so grateful if your audience, you know, enjoys what you're saying, just go to RamonRay.com, R-A-M-O-N-R-A-Y, no N-E-A, no Y, no D, not Ramon Zeto, Ramon Ray. And they just follow me, you know, to Twitter, Instagram, uh, add your email list if you want to hear more of it and you'll hear everything I do. That'd be the biggest thing people can do. Just follow me. And, and that's the biggest appreciation. That's great. So Ramon, it's interesting for me because my final question on this you know, on the podcast series is always the same. And you've talked so much about it already. So it's interesting. So as, as you know, uh, authenticity is a big uh, value of mine. And uh, there's no accident. My, my book is called Authentic Negotiating. And, you know, I talk about authentic deal making and authentic business relationships, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and for me, authenticity is not as different from the conversation of morality or even integrity, you know, which is integrity is important. But it's this for me, it's this conversation of self-awareness and being aligned with your inner truth and making your business decisions, doing your business deals from that place as opposed to some external validation or ego or that kind of stuff. And, you know, you've talked so much about this already. Uh, in terms of whether it's, you know, being authentic as a brand, being authentic for your clients, uh, you know, you've used that word so many times. So instead of just talking about how you're authentic, because I think the audience is clear on that, what I'd love to do is like, do you have any practices or ways, like how do you make sure that your business decisions and deals and everything you do, you know, is lined up? How do you not get thrown off? Is there a way that you get connected to your authenticity and maintain it? Yeah, and tell me if I'm not sure if I'm answering it totally correctly. I know there's not a correct way, but you know, you you walk me through a bit more. But I think a few things, Corey. I think that a, um, I'll tell you a problem I've had. Uh, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. I love the guy, man. I mean, you know, he does some things I don't agree with. But the point is, his his massive content, his agency. I like him, and I, I like Seth Godin. Those are two people in the business world who I follow. Yep. Uh, I had a call with with, with somebody, and the point is, and they said, Ramon, what game are you playing? Because I was frustrated, Corey. Really, and Steve Harvey's another guy I like. And you know me, I've, I'm, you know, I've had some success, but when Steve Harvey tweets 10 million likes in 20 seconds, I'm like, oh, <laughs> right, right. so I, I, in the years past, Corey, I used to have this thing, when will I arrive? But Corey, I've been happy with who I am. I've been blessed, make a good living. And there's luck in a, a huge stratospheres to be the Steve Harvey and Gary Vaynerchuk of the world. So if that helps answer, I've really become at peace with, I'm making a living way more than providing just for my family. Uh, and I've been blessed. And so I've been happy with that. And, and the second thing I'll just add, Corey, I speak fast. I, I, I'm, I have the way I am, as you've seen me do. I'm not polished as some others are, but I've been, again, happy with that because I realize, you know what? If people are buying, if the market's buying, if my speaking is growing, the version of Ramon, they like. I can't be Corey. And Corey's business is growing. I got to be me. So that helped those two things I've been happy with and just been, been happy with. And that's it. That's my answer, I think. I love it. I love it. Ramon, man, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Corey, for having me, man. It is a pleasure. And you're a great, great interviewer, Corey. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you, Fueling Deals listeners, for tuning in. Remember, there's only one difference between companies that grow inorganically 
and those that don't. And it's unrelated to size, amount of capital, or any other factor other than that owners and executives of companies that do deals make a decision to do deals. And then they take action. It's time to refuel. So until next week, Corey Kupfer signing out. Thank you again for tuning in. Be sure to leave Fueling Deals a rating and review on iTunes and Google. Check out all our episodes at fuelingdeals.com to find out more resources to accelerate your business growth.